Hey everybody, Taylor Jones here with Coach Lane Gay from Woodland High School uh, coming to you from the uh, baseball field here on Workday 2020. Both baseball and softball teams working hard on a Saturday morning getting their uh, respective fields ready for the upcoming season. And we're going to talk with Coach Gay today about the uh, 2020 Woodland baseball team. And Coach, you and I were talking before this interview about uh, – a lot of the weather really having a lot to do with practice and then of course with uh basketball just now getting over uh you know a lot of uh, factors are going into the preparation for this year so just how's practice going knowing that those are uh, two things that have really affected how the season has started well as far as high school baseball in the state of alabama you're allowed somewhere near that first monday in the month of January, usually pretty consistently to start a throwing period with your team, throwing only, where that's the only equipment that you can use. And obviously being in a small school setting, um, those numbers of days are limited due to kids still be still that still might be playing basketball or some other event that might be pulling them away from those throwing sessions. But we had a pretty consistent number, I would say of probably 50 to 60% of the kids that made all of those throwing days um, some of the basketball players would join us when they were available, when it did not conflict with their practices or game scheduling. Then also weather played a role in that also. Um, and it seems to be a pretty consistent thing. Early, late January, early February, almost every year seems to be wet. And, you know, you kind of have to do your planning for practice and planning for the opening of the season around those top rain events. But our time on the field has been limited, so... With us opening up on Monday, there are still some questions that will have to be answered once we see them in competitive action. And the one thing that's intrigued me this year, going from football you know, all the way to softball, is just the youth that the Woodland Bobcat Athletic Program has. It seems like there's probably a senior or two here or there, maybe three or four juniors, a ton of sophomore and freshmen. Is the Woodland baseball team, is, is that the same trend for these guys? It's pretty balanced. I do have three seniors that will play heavy roles in our team this time. Um, Two of them have played pretty much every year, probably since their seventh grade year. That's Dale Robertson and Ethan Copeland. Um, Benji Whitmore has joined us again this year. He's actually taken two years off away from baseball, and now that it's his senior year, he's coming back to play again. I was excited for that to happen. Uh, We do have one other senior on the team, but this is his first year ever of playing any competitive sport. So his role may be extremely limited, but, um, you know, I'm glad that he's getting an opportunity to experience that team aspect before he leaves high school. Uh, the rest of the team is pretty much balanced. I do have a junior that has a lot of experience under his belt. That's Dalton Bowling. He's been a starter for me since eighth grade. And then I also have several sophomores and possibly a freshman or two later on down the road that plays a pretty heavy role in our team. But... Overall, I guess you could say we are balanced as far as age. We're not extremely young, but we're not extremely seasoned either. Talking with Coach Lane Gay, head coach of Woodland Baseball here on iSchool Sports. We'll now break down uh, positioning first uh, with the pitchers. Who are some of the guys we need to look for out on the mound, and what are their specialties when they get out there and throw every day? The player with the most returning experience is Dalton Boland. Um, He had a, I would say, excellent season last year as far as he had developed from being the junior high age to his sophomore year last year he made great strides and was very um, productive for us on the mound so I'm looking for that to continue 
Um, there are a couple of seniors that have had some time in the past, Ethan Copeland, Dale Robertson. Dale's primary position is catcher, so he does see some limited time on the mound. I'm hoping that will increase this year because I've got another catcher that can fill that role um, pretty regularly also. Um, Ethan's time mainly has been as a relief, relief pitcher, but I'm looking for him to get some starts early in the season. Um, and then there's a few sophomores, Jackson Lovern, Eli Rollins, um, another returning junior that has been out of baseball for a year, Brock Edwards. I'm looking for him to get some time on the mound. Um, another upcoming sophomore, Parker Woodham, could kind of fit in there for some relief areas also. And we'll look at the, uh, the key hitters in the lineup as well. Who are some that we uh, need to be on the watch for as well? Seem like I'm repeating myself, but obviously at the top of that list is going to be Dalton Bowen. Um, he's hit at the leadoff spot for me since the middle of his eighth grade year. Um, he's a left-handed batter, and if you describe him, he just puts the ball in play. He is a great contact hitter and makes the defense make plays. Um, he hit I don't know, somewhere around that 470 mark last year as a leadoff hitter. Um, so I'm hoping that he can continue that. I don't know if I'll leave him in the one spot all the time this season. Um, sometimes I'd like to move him around a little bit, get him in that two or three spot where maybe we can get people on base and let him move them around to score. Um, but that's just going to have to be, you know, changes that we make as the season goes along. Um, other returning starters that do well, um, Dale Robertson, um, he's pretty consistent at the plate with his own base percentage anyway. He, he will work a pitcher deep in the count and his on-base percentage is pretty good. Um, Benji Whitmore has some power. Um, I wouldn't say that he's a home run hitter, but he does well hitting line drives. So hopefully once he gets back in the groove for us after returning from two years off, that he'll play a major role in that also. And now you've uh, we've talked about pitching. We've talked about uh, Dale being the primary catcher as well. But just looking out the rest of the field, um, what can we see? One more that I probably should have mentioned in the – hitting category is Tate Bradford. He was pretty consistent as a freshman last year also, so I'm looking for good things for him as he returns this year. And uh, as far as his fielding experience, he's one of those that's kind of in that utility role. He'll play a lot of first base, a lot of third base, then probably see some time in the outfield as well. And if you look down our lineup, that's going to be the case with most of them. I have very few players that are held true to one position, unfortunately, because that limits them in practice time of working on specific things but with our roster numbers and school size and also with pitching depth um, we have to move a lot of kids around but as far as I'm going to start in the outfield um, right now looking at that those positions I'm looking at Parker Woodham, Brock Edwards um, Ethan Copeland will see some time out there, Dale Robertson will see some time there um, possibly even Tate Bradford um, but you know, there could be any any guys that spend some time out there. As far as the infield's concerned, you're looking at Benji Whitmore, Tate Bradford, Eli Rollins, Dalton Bowlin. His primary position is shortstop when he's not pitching. Um, Dale Robertson could play any infield position also, especially third base or middle infield along with catching. So it's, it's kind of that chess match according to whoever is on the mound. I kind of have to shift my defensive lineman around that that scenario 
talking with Coach Lane Gay, head coach of Woodland High School Baseball here on iSchool Sports. We'll now talk about scheduling first with the non-area scheduling because that's where you can kind of control who you play and where you go. So what do you look for when you try to schedule an area opponent and who are some of the big area opponents that will either be coming to town or you'll be visiting this year? We're starting off, obviously, with Randolph County on Monday. And if you look at our schedule each year, it seems like, you know, they're on there numerous times, and there's some reasoning for that. Um, past several years, Coach Prestridge has hosted a week down at his facility where we get an opportunity to go play three non-region opponents. This year it happens to be widely Clay Central, and then I think we'll play Randolph County on that Friday. That's the second week, full week for us in the season. Um, so with us going down there three times, they're willing to come to us a couple of times to kind of balance that home-and-home home scenario. So when you look at our schedule, that's why it kind of looks loaded with them. But we're opening up with them next week on the varsity and junior high level, and then they come to us again later on in the year. Um, if you know anything about their program, they're traditionally solid. Um, they, you know, they've had some deep playoff runs over the last few years. They are very well taught and consistent on the defensive side of the ball so you know that's one reason I like playing them um, each year several times Um, our other non-region opponents obviously Wadley's on there a couple of times we'll actually face them I guess three times with us facing them there at French Park and then also we have a home and home against them Um, we have Welburn on the schedule as game two this coming Tuesday gives us a little higher up classification team to compete with um, we travel to Beulah uh, later on the season. That gives us another 3A team. So when I'm trying to pick those teams, I kind of look at programs that have been consistent over the years, not so much of a roller coaster. So I kind of know what to expect and kind of give those guys on our team a level that they need to look at to reach if they want to reach that playoff level competition. And now looking ahead at the area games, you've got Ranburn, Horseshoe Bend, and Lafayette in your area. Uh, What were some of the challenges that they brought last year, and what is going to be the key to being uh, successful against them this year? If you look at those series over the last couple of years, um, they have been pretty much competitive. Um, And, you know, you've got to really be cognitive of your pitching choices. Um, because it being a Tuesday, Friday format in those area plays for us, pitching does come into factor. Um, you know, you have to make that decision, am I going to burn a guy completely on Tuesday? And, you know, if you're in that lead when you get to that fourth, fifth inning, a lot of times you make that decision to do that. Sometimes it works out well, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but with both of those groups, um, they are well-versed in the game of baseball. Um, you know, Ramburn graduated probably their leading pitcher this past year, Brock Young, but they do have some veteran people on that staff. They do have a lot of veteran people in that defensive lineup with their catcher, the middle infield. So, you know, I'm looking for them to be a um, forerunner in the area. Horseshoe Bend is a consistent year-in, year-out competitor in baseball. They've had a good program all the way up from their rec league through high school, so you know you're going to get consistent play out of them. So, you have to just be focused on your task at hand when you face both of those series. And, you know, it can come out, come down to one or two outs. Um, one or two batters last year at Horseshoe Bend is what kept us out of that second-place finish and allowed them to enter the playoffs. The previous year, it was the same scenario with Fayetteville. We go over there, we split with them at their place on that Friday matchup and that second game 
allowed them to seal the spot for another team and allowed them to be area champions. So, you know, you just have to look at it. And that week you just really have to be focused on what your job is in every aspect of the game and take it one out at a time on both sides of the baseball. Final question for you, Coach. Three words to describe this team. What are they? Um, I want to leave with competitive because we do have some competitive nature on this team, and I hope we thrive from that. There are a few key people that I want to take those leadership roles on the field and run with it. Um, the next word I would describe with them, um, I would say a team. They are a team right now. There are some older people that are trying to push along and bring along those younger players, being encouraging, um, trying to make sure they understand the role that they're trying to play on this team. And then lastly, uh, I'd say hungry. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really talk about day in and day out playoffs because I go game by game. I want us to be 1-0 against every opponent and improve daily. And when you get into the mid-March time, when you start that playoff aspect of region play, then you start to start mentioning those goals. And, you know, if we were a year-in, year-out playoff team, you know, you could talk about state championships or region championships or getting to the third round. But right now where we are, I wanted to get back to where we were, you know, early 2000s, mid-2000s, where we were those second- and third-round teams. Um, and there's enough talent on this team spread out through the next few years that, you know, they possibly can do that if they work and if they invest in each other. Talking with Coach Lane Gay, head coach of the Woodland Bobcats baseball team. Coach, as always, a pleasure chatting with you. Uh, the first game of the year coming up on Monday, February the 17th against Randolph County. We look forward to seeing all of you guys out there. Coach, a pleasure chatting with you. We look forward to watching what the guys can do this year and look forward to talking with you a little later in the season as well. Thank you, for Taylor, for your time being here this morning, and thank you for what you and your network do for our schools locally. We appreciate it greatly.